What's good guys? This is another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green. I'm here with my co-host Brooke Majors, Dwayne Sampson, and Michelle Nemo. Michelle Nemo is absent for this particular podcast, but we also have a special guest with us on today, soon to be Dr. Dante Paul Myers. Let's give it up for him, y'all. Introduce yourself to the people, Dante. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Uh, as Lauren said, yep, I'm about to be a doctor. And yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, that's our name. Thank you, Dr. Myers. <laughs> now, you got to let them know what kind of doctor you going to be. Are you going to be a medical doctor? Like, are you cutting me up? Are you like, what's up? What's up? Because there's a lot of doctors out here. <laughs> what kind of doctor are you? Yeah, so I'm about to finish my PhD in what's called industrial organizational psychology. Uh, in other words, that just means using science to improve the workplace. Um, so I'm finishing that up by the end of the fall. And yeah. Say. Awesome. Lit, lit, lit. All right. So what's been going on with everybody? Let's do a quick update. What was the, what was the last thing we did? It's been a month break. We've yeah. been, it's been a month since we've done a podcast. The last one was what? The Black Panther? Uh, no, it was uh, Why You Mad, I think. Oh, I one of them ones. Well, you was, you was absent. Was so we glad you back, B. You back. So we took a month break, and um, anything big happened over the month break while we was gone, while we was out and about? I mean, yeah, I got into grad school. So oh, yeah, yeah. congratulations, yeah, Book Majors. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, so start that in the fall, so. That's lit, that's lit. It's me and Michelle, school going good. It's mm-hmm. finals time. Dwayne, what's going on in your world? Uh, continuing to increase my studies, education, uh, getting certifications, and trying to move higher in the workplace. Okay, okay. Okay, Dwayne. lit, lit, lit. Um, uh, we're currently in Norfolk visiting, you know, family and friends, Bianca, our friend Bianca, I know y'all guys remember her from the previous podcast, recently just graduated with her master's, so we're just out here and take the time out to interview our good friend, uh, Dante. Um, the reason why I wanted to do this particular podcast, so for the month of April, I also took a break from social media for one whole month. And uh, I I notice how much social media has become such a big, um, prominent thing in today's society with everything that's going on. And so uh, Dante, he has a blog um, page called DantePaulsMyers.com. You guys should check it out. And he did an article, Seven Lessons Learned from Leaving Social Media for Seven Months. So uh, he did about six more months more than me. And I just wanted to get his different perspective on social media and, you know, talk about his article and just talk about um, why we're so addicted to social media to begin with. But first, I want to talk about a quick news story that was in the news. So there was a plane that recently went down, right? And everybody was snapping there was a guy who snapped himself as the plane was going down. And everyone's talking about how in the video that how his breathing mask was on wrong while he was on the plane. And they talked about like how so much social media has like is so prominent that he can't even focus on trying to put his mask on correctly while his plane is literally going down. 
So, like, okay, so here's the little fun question. What would you snap <laughs> if the plane was going down? <laughs> if, if, y'all... Even, if my plane was going down, my right mind is I would just cry. Like, I wouldn't even, you know what I'm saying? Call my mama, try something. I wouldn't snap. <laughs> so that's me. me. Dante, I mean, oh no, Dante, but the way, what would be your what last, your last snap that you would snap if your plane was going down? Uh, I mean, in reality, I probably wouldn't snap either. Yeah. But if I had to just go along, I, I guess I'll just look out the window. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If I had to snap, I'd probably go get all the the room, the little service cart. I'd probably go snap all the sodas and drink it or something. You know, you know how they push around and get all the alcohol. That's what I would do. If that was my. And dad. you would just snap yourself drinking. because <laughs> yeah, that's the only fun thing I could think of. If I had to snap, I'm I would so go damn snatch damn all the peanuts off the cart and all that other stuff. I'm I'd sorry. probably steal. That's what I would do. <laughs> <I'm> so <laughs> so Dante, what would be your last snap? Like Dwayne said, I probably wouldn't snap. But, <laughs> if, but if I had to snap, I probably would use that opportunity as the last time to try to preach the gospel and see if somebody mm-hmm. can give their life to Christ or use that last message to encourage somebody before I die. I'm so dead weak. So Dante on the Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, we going out of this thing. We, we coming out of this thing. Oh right in the arms of Jesus. Going to glory. I'm so dead weak. Oh, so we, but I just I thought that I was like no this is really prevalent like we really need yeah. to talk about this because we can't even savor um like even even during my month break I I felt like during my month break it was just like um there would be time periods where oh I want to put this on snap but I was like no 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 enjoy the moment enjoy the moment enjoy the moment it would be like and it was just like because I had deleted it it was like I couldn't go to it and then it was like there would always be these urges to want to go and share it and, and post it and not really truly being there in the moment mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's kind of like and then it was kind of it was like it was hard then too it's because like it was like okay so I really need to learn how to balance because not only do I use social media for my own personal pleasures but I have a, a low key a business mm-hmm. with my podcast and me taking a month off my views just flat out dropped. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, it's it's kind of like learning how to, to do that balance. And like, for you guys, do you feel like social media is something like you have a good <laughs> handle over? Or is it there some time periods where you be like, okay, I'm going to go home and do this, but then I'll be on social media scrolling for about an hour? Um, I think it, I guess it kind of depends on where your mind is. Because I know, like, if I did get off social media, I'd be like, oh, like, before I used to be able to call it a fast, you know? I'd be like, I'm going to fast on social media. And then you get back on it. Like, it's kind of like you leave it, but then you go right back to it doing the same thing. So, like, you know, when I was on social media, I would scroll hours, you know? You get home, be like, okay, maybe just five, ten minutes. And then you find yourself scrolling, and then, like, an hour goes by. And then it's like, okay, you let's say you stop that. Say, I'm going to stop doing social media. Up for a month, and mm-hmm. then you come back with, and you just you just you just go right back into the same habits. Um, and I think it's kind of like if you don't know like the purpose or like structure or you know discipline kind of thing, it's mm-hmm. like you're gonna keep doing like the same habits over a period of time, and you will never get a grip of it unless you prioritize yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's important to do that. Yeah, doing. Uh. I would say, I mean, for me, I mean, there's been a number of times where I've taken breaks from social media. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, I kind of get how the process goes. I kind of get, okay, focus on what you're uh, doing, uh, try not to get too distracted. But I would say that for people who um, 
do feel like, okay, I got a hold on this. Even when you do have a hold and you're just on it every once in a while, still check to examine, okay, am I doing a little bit too much right now? Because it's real easy to, once you get comfortable, be like, to start slipping into that state of doing it a lot, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just my take. All right, so Dante, tell us a little bit. Before you went on your seven months and, you know, you learned all these different things that you were doing, you know, from a psychological perspective, as, you know, a doctorate student, as a husband, as a father, all these different things. But, like, before, talk about, like, when did you know, like, social media was now, okay, this has become a problem? Yeah. Um, I feel like social media has always, I wouldn't say always been a problem, but it's always been something that, was on my mind like I needed to potentially fix it or check it or try to do something to improve the way I interacted with with social media um so there was a point where I think in the early in the blog I talk about how like my behavior patterns kind of I don't know I started to notice certain certain things I started to you know get on there a little bit too much or if I was frustrated or if I was upset I would run to social media and it kind of pacified that those um those feelings and then that I don't know that kind of sparked something in my mind. I was like, why do I run to this thing when I'm not feeling well? Why do I run to this thing to make me feel better? And that made me think, I was like, why, if I say that I'm a Christian or I say that I put my trust in God or that, you know, he's my strong tower, he's where I get peace from, he's where I get joy from, why don't I run to him in those moments? Why is it so much harder to get that peace, to get that joy from him? And they just began to open up a can of worms and just started to unravel things about myself that I started to notice that, you know, I think I had an issue in this area. So, um, again, so stuff like that. And then just the behavior patterns and just, just things that I wouldn't typically do. And I felt like, I felt like there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on at once on social media. It's not just the scroll or not, it's not just me posting and looking for likes. There's a lot of things that go on under the surface that we, sometimes we don't, um, we don't recognize, like there's a quick image of this person or there's a quick image of that person and it's very sexually suggestive. So as a husband, constantly getting on there every once in a while and seeing a half naked woman or somebody in this position or somebody shaking their butt or whatever, you could have seeds sown in you, these little small micro things that can eventually lead to a, a deeper desire or, or a lust for something that you you shouldn't have in the first place because you've been planting all these tiny seeds. So realizing that too and really trying to kill that within me is what kind of the behavior patterns and also noticing like a lot of seeds of with that and then with comparison and a lot, a lot of things that we don't really talk about or a lot of things we don't really try to uh, address, those things started to started to grow. So and I took that moment, I said, you know what, I need to, after a long discussion with God, because I feel like it was definitely something that God was pushing me to, that I just had to accept it. So after then is when I really said, you know what, it's, I'm going to do this thing because I know it's going to kill, it's going to force me, force whatever desires or whatever's been rooted in me that caused me to turn to it to finally be severed where now I can then direct my life how how I want to direct it instead of being controlled almost by social media or that desire to go on social media or stay on social media. I wanted to dictate and direct what I did and how I interacted with that platform or any platform for that matter. So overall having more self-control and being able to see it for what it was and expose it in order to change my, my patterns. So like for you, you would say that social media became like the Pandora box um, in your life, not in reference to the point where it was like this out of control 
um, thing, but you wanted to more filter out what you were, you know, putting in your thoughts or putting in your spirit and those different things. And I think that that's very true. I think uh, I think a lot of people, we use social media to get a lot of our information nowadays. Like we we use it for a lot of things. We use it to find what's hot, what's new, what's popping, like um, to promote whatever that we're doing. And so I think it's, it's very important to being able to able to filter some of that stuff out and then not only that but we're getting other people's views like uh there's a lot of things that i've learned so much just by scrolling through hours of facebook of different stuff and then people be like wow you're really knowledgeable about this but it really is because i spent an hour on facebook (laughs) watching all them daggone videos (laughs) and then like they only be two to three minutes but you learn there's so much information and it's just like and then it's just like when you go out and you talk to people and you express it you're not really truly expressing yourself you're expressing the views that you've mm-hmm. gotten off of social media. Mm-hmm. I think that that that's a, a very um, significant like skill to learn. And so, um, as you went throughout your seven months, and you know, uh, are you back on social media now? Or I am. I am back on social media. That was one of the points that I made at the end of the blog was that I was. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not against social media to the point where I'll stay off it fully and completely that I definitely was going to get back on it but that how I interacted with it and what I did on social media was, was going to change so I'm definitely back on social media mm-hmm. but how I go about social media is a little different than, than I did before okay so what would you say to that person who um, they're thinking about deleting their social media but they don't want to delete their social media so like, what would be the better way of like trying to figure out how to better manage their social media time or the things that they do or the things that they post on it. Yeah, I would start with first realizing, I would let them know like some of the, the ways that social media is is built. So we all know like the whole issue with the Facebook and all the data stuff that recently came out and that brought people's attention to how much data is Facebook taking from you? How much, excuse me, how much data am I giving to Facebook or to these social media platforms without knowing? I think once you raise awareness that you will start to, you can reshape your, what you do. I see a lot of people changing what they put on social media now just because that revelation came out. In the same way, we should know how social media is built, the kind of people they put in positions in order to keep us on their platforms. Think of it like this. With any business, you have, for instance, fast food. You have McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Burger King. Let's name some of those big, those big um, fast food chains. They're all competing to try to get us to buy their product. In order to compete, you have to continue to optimize your product to keep people coming back to it. They're not concerned, at least in a general sense, with our health per se. Fast food is not necessarily good for us, but they're going to keep trying to make the most addictive, best product to keep us going to their stores, not realizing that it's a detriment to our health. Social media is the same way. We have our giants, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat. They're not trying to help uh, our fragmented attention they're not trying to make our lives better so to mm-hmm. speak at least in a, in, a, in a direct sense but they're trying to create these addictive platforms to keep us on there mm-hmm. so that sounds malicious but it's the truth they have people that are their positions are called attention engineers who study the science behind attention and they're trying to keep us on there the like was originally in, in, 
created for us to constantly go back to see, you know, who has liked our things. Mm-hmm. They have delayed uploading. Sometimes when you open your app and you see that it takes a while, you're like, why is it taking a while? That's intentional because it builds up that anticipation to get you on that mm-hmm. on their platform. These things are literally targeted to us so that we can stay there. It's like a slot machine, that dopamine constantly mm-hmm. being hit to you so that you can feel those good effects of going on there. So I'd start there, and I know that's a lot, mm-hmm. but I'd start with explaining that to them and then I tell them, because I heard a great quote one time, that technology is a wonderful slave, but it's a horrible master. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think a lot of us are being mastered by technology, by social media, instead of using it as a tool and letting us be the masters over it. Mm-hmm. So I would put them in a position of empowerment and say, when it comes to your social media, delete, don't delete it entirely, because you're going to go right back, to be honest. Like, I know that you're going to end up getting it back. I would tell you to change your notification settings mm-hmm. change start timing go to the extreme it's almost like if you don't know how to ride a bike but training wheels on first and then you ride it without the wheels set time limits of being on there 15 20 minutes put a timer to, to kind of see how long you stay on there um like i said change your notification settings delete all your notifications from social media i take it to the extreme i delete all my notifications in general and i keep my phone on do not disturb for the entire day because i don't want to constantly be told, check your phone now, Dante. Mm-hmm. You're in two hours worth of study on X topic, but now you got a text message. So mm-hmm. now you need to you need to answer that person. Mm-hmm. Or you got a social media. You got some somebody sent you a message on Facebook. Well, gosh darn it, you need to go answer that person. No, I want to dictate how I go about my life in all these different ways. So I would tell them to change their, their notification settings and then also um, time themselves on there because it'll, it'll give them data that speaks to, to them about how they interact with it and then also stop following some of these the, the craziness like if they if there's a particular thing that they have an issue with mm-hmm. um and they know that it constantly shows up on their feed just start unfollowing some of that stuff to clean up the content like you said you're on there you're scrolling you're getting all this knowledge and, and certain things create what you want to consume if you're not watching okay, tv if you're not on this or you're not on that but this is your kind of where you're getting information where you're getting entertainment Create one that's wholesome, something that's edifying to you, something where you're learning instead of this mind, this fight over here or mm-hmm. this stupid interview or this whatever. Just make it something that can become edifying and that can you can learn from instead of just wasting time. And that's something I'll talk about next. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so much within that. Did you guys? No, that was good. He said, "Create what you want to consume." That was that was good. Cause yeah, filter. Yeah, but cause now in my mind I'm thinking. Because we talked about it in a previous podcast about, like, when we talk about all, like, the different racial issues and stuff going on. And, you know, I don't want to get get into that. But just the aspect of, um, I think Dwayne had brought it up. He was just like, you know, you have people at a certain page. Everyone is agreeing what I agree with. And they're liking the stuff and they're doing it. But then you may have that one person who hits you up and they're just like, I don't agree. But then you go to their page and the stuff that they're posting is stuff that you don't agree with. But everybody is liking their stuff too. And so it's kind of like, how is it that we're able to, um, you know, filter it so that it's, you know, not harmful to us and yet still we're opening ourselves up to be open to hear other views or open to hear other people. Now, is that something that is something we have to get off of social media altogether or is it possible that we can pull that from social media? So being able to have the competing opinions and have good dialogue, like, or do you mean, is that what you mean? Yeah, being able to not being so filtered to how I think. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's something... That's 
it has to be balanced. Like it's a it's a balance mm-hmm. because for me, what I would do is when it comes to important topics where I'm not just I don't want to just hear my own opinion. For instance, politics, I wouldn't go delete every single. Uh, and I'm not saying this as I'm. I wouldn't try to delete every. I'll just say the opposite party. If mm-hmm. I'm on a specific party, I wouldn't delete everybody who's on this side just because I don't like Republicans or I don't like Democrats or or whomever. I'd like to have a, a mix of opinions so that we can engage in intelligent dialogue. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to something that I know is a stronghold or I know something that I don't want to be tempted by, mm-hmm. if it's you know if it's for me and I want to stay content and I don't want to be tempted. Some people are motivated by you know, money are motivated by the big house or the big car, but if that's not my motivation, I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. Or if I'm happily married and I have children, I'm not, I don't want to see Kim, Card- Kim Kardashian half naked. I don't want to see, you know, this girl or that girl. It's just not what I, what I want to see. So I would filter it in that regard, but I wouldn't, I would filter, but I wouldn't mute or I would filter, but I wouldn't silence um, the competing opinions. So, you know, that's something and that, that takes time, like the creating your own content, which you want to consume that um that will take time and that that's something that will constantly i can think be kind of tweaked and finalized as you're you know accepting this person or not following that person and you'll get to a point where finally your platform or your feed is what you want you want to feed you you're not just eating everything but you're eating what you want to what you want to eat interesting the feed that's an interesting word for it yeah, that makes a little bit more sense because yes. like you trying to be on a diet, but then all you go on Facebook and you see all them little edible recipes, mm-hmm. you yeah, you like the like, cakes and cookies <laughs> and all that different stuff. Yeah, and you could be like, for instance, if you're a Christian, you're on a fast, like a like a, a food fast, and then you get on there and all you see is stuffed double cheese lasagna yeah. baked in a pan <laughs> with sprinkles on top or something like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like. Yo, that could tempt you when you're genuinely, you know, you're tr- not trying to eat for whatever amount of time, and you may break your fast or something just because, you know, you say you didn't have self control. So, and that's not something you chose to do. It just popped up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's how you how your feed is is set up right now. Um, I do want to talk about the distraction piece. Can I get to that? Or yeah, wanna... go ahead. So that's I was we were talking. What's the, was this morning? I don't remember, but that I think is the biggest issue with me when it comes to it's come when it comes to social media um i think it's twofold so i think our mindless i say it in the blog our mindless self-indulgent use of social media so there's almost no purpose behind it we're just on it and we're just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling 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 for whatever reason and that's just our life everything is a snap everything is a picture everything goes on there and like you said you're never being able to live in that moment you're not even you're you're out of touch with reality. That's the, I think my issue is with the, the extreme. And here's a and here's a I'm gonna jump around a little bit. I wrote my post in a more, in a more. Extreme way, even though that's not where I was. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it that way so others could see themselves in it. I wrote it to the extreme, as if I was like a. I even said, "Hi, my name is Dante, and I was a social media addict." I don't think at all that I was a social media addict. I actually think I had a lot of self-control, but I noticed deeper behavioral patterns that I wanted to fix. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it in that way so that people can say, the one they can see, man, this is the vulnerability of somebody. I'm not saying it's not true. It is very true. But I wrote it with more, with again, being a little bit more expressive so others could, could see themselves. So that's the, my issue was like that kind of, that kind of person who, who doesn't, who has no regard for what they're doing. They're just, they're just doing it. And the bigger issue there is distraction. I feel like we are too distracted as, as a people. 
I put a quote in there about how millennials spend however many hours on their phones a day, and and again, it's not we're just, we're not all just talking about, about millennials or two millennials, but we are the generation that everybody's catering to, everybody's talking about. I mean, organizations are like changing how they go about work to suit millennials. I mean, mm-hmm. our downtown is they're making buildings that are just appealing to millennials. They want millennials to live there. We were told exclusively, like specifically, we want you guys to live here. We don't know why, but everyone says that millennials are important or special. So I'm speaking specifically to my people, my generation, because if we don't get a handle on our fragmented attention and on our distraction, we're not going to reach our purpose and our potential. We look back at the generations before us and say that they dropped the ball well, how are we going to learn to dribble? We think we're just a special generation where we know we're going to know how to dribble and dunk. Mm-hmm. No, we're going to run the risk of doing the same thing if we don't get a a, a, grap, a grasp on our shortcomings too. So the distraction piece is that it will kill us. I'm telling you, it'll destroy our potential. Um, it'll destroy where we're trying to go, where I feel like God is trying to take us if we can never sit down, open up our word or open up our minds to wrestle with the purpose that's rooted so deep within us so that's my biggest issue is getting us away from distraction getting getting us away from fragmented attention and using those moments when we say we have no time or we're so busy no 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 no. we're busy bodies we're doing too much too much stuff one of my favorite scriptures talks about how i think it's in isaiah isaiah 30 that in returning and in rest will be and i'm paraphrasing it and i Matter of fact, let me open it up because, but it talks about returning and rest, turning back to God and resting, and then also in quietness and in trust will be our strength. Mm-hmm. I like that because sometimes we're we're doing so much stuff that we think that we're because we're so busy, we're doing so much. We think we're important. We think that you know we're getting things done. That's not true. We need to sit down and just rest and just think and just be able to process and know what God is saying and He's doing, so that we can make. We can meet those goals that help eventually get us to our purpose and destiny. So for me, I look at it as if we don't get a handle on distraction, we'll never get a handle on destiny. And that's where I ultimately want people in this age bracket and this generation to ultimately reach. Because I think there's so much that God has placed inside of us where we have to unlock it and unravel it. And it first starts at the doorway of our self-control. So, In reference to uh, dealing with social media... And because you said that um, if we don't, uh, some along the lines of like, we don't get a hang of um, social media, we kind of miss our purpose. But what if someone was just like, well, my purpose is like, what if like through social media is how they, they do their ministry, you oh. know, like how they do, you know, their business or how they maneuver through what it is that they do is yep. through social media. Mm-hmm. And so how, how did then does one go about trying to yeah that's a great question because that i want i want to because in the blog i, I explain this a little a little more i don't have an uh, a problem or an issue per se with social media it's not i don't think social media inherently is the issue i in the beginning of the blog i spent a lot of time talking about how we are the issue mm-hmm. our lack of understanding of you know how it's built is an issue and then also our lack of understanding of our own our own lack of self-control is, is an issue. So it's a lot of self-reflection and research that we need to do in order to interact or engage with social media correctly. Um, but yeah, I think social media is actually a very powerful and useful platform, both personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to... I know I, cause I, I speak for fashion sometimes. I feel like I, it may sound like I'm coming at social media by itself, but I'm actually not. I'm actually... I'm more... 
it's more directed at us as humans mm-hmm. and how we can lose uh, self control. So to the person that, to the person that their work or their purpose or their ministry or whatever their their call to is through social media, that is perfectly fine and it can be a platform that's used in that manner. But what I would caution that person is is to be aware one of the things that I already mentioned regarding social media, but then also how it can be such a false platform unless it's leveraged and used properly. What I mean by that is is because let's say I'm on social media and I have three hundred thousand followers and I have this big social media ministry or whatever. If I let that subtly, if I let the likes and I let the um the platform get to my head, I am now I have a swollen head off of something that is and I, let's say I go out in person and I, I one of the people like so let's say I have a ministry of empowering men and you know I have all these people that follow me they love me I'm talking to them on there but I go outside and there's a man that's struggling and he has an issue or a problem and I see him and I look past him and I don't even reach out to him or talk to him I'm I would venture to say that you're not really in that area of ministry or encouragement you're just a motivational speaker that's just saying your stuff online because and I and I'm going to be very uh, stern with this I don't think primarily our ministry is online I think that can be used to stimulate and stir people up but we have to take that out eventually like I feel like again as humans we're social beings and we're supposed to express our humanity in the context of being around people socially and social media that's a way to interact online but at the end of the day it's not reality yeah yeah and mm -hmm. yeah and i feel like we have to take that that's great we can stir up we can be encouraged we can be um motivated but then you have to take that and do something with it so for example i look at the Lindsay's. they are you know they have a a huge social media platform but then they also have a church they also go out and they minister they also you know do things in the community so it's taking that influence and leveraging it to actually do something with it so I just caution that person to not exclusively let their ministry be online, but then also, you know, go out and do some of those things, empower them and pray for the men in person or, you know, do stuff that actually are touching people that are tangible in ways that is not just solely. Yeah, I think what Don, like what he said, he's not like against it because when you read the article all he is pointing out the facts that he learned Mm -hmm. and it's the facts that we as individuals aren't stopping to either like acknowledge and accept Mm -hmm. you know because it's like nobody wants to ever be told that you know what i'm saying like you're on social media you're on your phone too much nobody wants to be told that they're gonna be like no i'm not so i think that it's really interesting because i think he's just coming from a challenging perspective Mm -hmm. and it's not like a social media go you know you it's just like it's it's i'm gonna challenge you because this is gonna force you to do something that you're not used to doing so you Mm -hmm. know when it comes to change or readjusting and like he's saying pushing you to your purpose it's not i don't think he has any intention to be like well you ain't never gonna be anything Mm -hmm. because you're on social media i think it's just what you're trying to do with it because like he said we're created to be social beings and so even when i've done a study you this goes into the topic of Mm self-esteem so you have individuals that are posting all on social media has three hundred thousand followers but what are they like behind the scenes Mm -hmm. you know and that's why he mentions like you know him and his like the the use of um him him valuing privacy you know what is it like behind closed doors and you hear about all these relationships or these um celebrities it's like oh my gosh they so cute and they Mm -hmm. post every single thing on social media every picture every kiss every (laughs) every movie every Mm -hmm. snap and you're like oh my gosh they're such a great couple Mm -hmm. and the whole time he beating her or she beating him behind the scenes and so 
I think that's what he's trying to get you to see and also to become aware of yourself, mm-hmm. you know, but also of others. Because, like, if you have a ministry or, or like, you know, shout out to Mo, you know, she has social media to promote business, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, well, you know, Mo's also social outside of social media and talks to people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just like whatever you're using, long as that isn't consuming you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing he's trying to get at and that we also need to understand not to become the slaves and let it master us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um you should be able to come home because it's also used for good, you know, networking with friends, uh, you know, memories, you know, store. Sometimes like when I snap, Mm -hmm. I snap it to save it and then come back to it, you know? Mm -hmm. So if I'm having a bad day and I'm just like, Oh man, look at you. I missed him. Mm -hmm. Let me text Carino. So, you know, it's like, let me text him right now. So it is used for good, but I think what we need to understand as a people is just to understand the balance of like, I'm in charge and I can go and like, like he said, like even in my time, that's why it's like, I can relate to the points. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, yo, like you don't need to be putting all your business on social media. Then you wonder why there's drama. Then you wonder why there's gossip. And then you got all that. But then also like Dwayne, when he said, well, what's everybody been up to? Dwayne's like, oh, you know, I've been, um, you know, getting more education, um, certifying like to be certified in these different areas to move up in the world. Have the people that probably, you know, social media consumed, they're worried about how they look to the world, but not mentally mm. challenging themselves to go up in the world, you know? So your your conversations are only limited to what social media is saying, mm-hmm. not like, you know, challenge yourself higher, you know? So you could be like to be woke and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's like, it's only going based off of like topics or what's trending. Yeah. But it's like, what if social media shut down right now and you couldn't get on to see a Cardi B snap? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, what... What what could else what else can we bring to the table besides traveling and pictures? It's like you got to be able to also be stimulated mentally, you know, going towards purpose and things like that. So, I think that's like a good point of what we need to see as a people because we are called to like be social and create and like creative and everything. And that's good because mm-hmm. social media is good when you be like, oh look at the memories and you know like mm-hmm. oh dang that was two years ago. But I think it's just what is the internal things that you got to dig to find the behavioral behavioral things because i noticed when i got off i would check my phone like every out of habit like i i purposely deleted my social media off of my phone and i i saw i watched myself but was aware of it you know i accepted i was ain't nothing wrong with me i'm fine i literally deleted i was like i'm gonna delete this because i know i'm gonna check it and just find myself idly searching Mm -hmm. so i deleted it and i was at work and i think i was sitting there and time went by and i was like and I was like, I'm, I, I check, yeah. and I checked my phone like three times out of habit. I just put it down. Yeah, I'd be like, dang it, it's not there. <laughs> okay, out of habit. Yeah, okay. like what am I gonna do? And I was like, oh no, this is a problem. Cause, yeah, that's for real. But you have to like challenge yourself in those moments to be like, okay, whatever measure, like a training wheel. But I was like, I'm gonna delete it see how it goes and then I noticed how often and repetitive I was checking my phone and then that's when I realized okay this is an issue you know and just checking it at an idle time sometimes because I was upset sometimes because I was bored Mm -hmm. you know but I caught myself and I was like okay I realized that was an issue so then I had to redirect my time let me do my my college application you know let me research um financing and debt let me educate myself and so now it's like okay oh no big deal now I, I feel like if I, I still, I'm still off cause I know I still got some issues. So I'm just like, cause I'm like, I ain't going to go back yet. But like now it's like, I'm getting in the habit of putting my focus in other things and like reading articles and stuff that's actually 
edifying and ed- educating. Yeah, and that's yeah. I think that's my my one of my points because it's not mm-hmm. that because I'm not trying to say get rid of social media yeah. mm-hmm. or even on a larger scale get rid of entertainment because mm-hmm. those things have their purpose and they have their you know their their place but in moderation like all mm-hmm. things in moderation. Mm-hmm. So when Brooke was talking about you know replacing because it takes time to retrain mm-hmm. yourself because you're going to go through that initial process of oh you know keep checking your phone because it's a habit and mm-hmm. those habits have to be broken but when she said she was able to replace it with you know things that are edifying these are things that she probably was already interested in mm-hmm. things that she was meaning to look into but she can't really find the time but then we we start to notice hey we have way more time than we think it's mm-hmm. just that it's used for yep. something that we just kind of mindlessly do mm-hmm. and that's one of the points i made in the blog too is that that I was able to fill in that time, so to speak, with other things that now I'm like super thankful for that I did during that during that, that time window. So when I say that, you know, we won't reach our purpose, I guess a better way to put that is we won't reach our full potential. Mm-hmm. Because it's not that we won't accomplish things. It's not that we're not going to, you know, be amazing people. I think mm-hmm. we will be, but the amount of things we can accomplish, the amount of things we can ultimately do will be significantly reduced if we just keep taking those little times and we're just on it for all of those all those hours because if you times that and multiply it by however many days however many months however many years that's going to end up being hours upon hours upon hours of wasted time that could have been used into pouring into your education or into knowing about finances mm-hmm. if we're specifically talking about the minority community mm-hmm. i think by and large that's something that we all need to learn way more about mm-hmm. like we can't we're going to constantly be behind, especially financially, unless we learn about investing, unless we learn about budgeting, unless mm-hmm. we learn about things that are other people already know. It's like it's already something that they understand. We have to take that extra effort when it comes to education. Like I love how Lawrence spoke about how, you know, most of us are just, you know, you know getting our, you know, getting certifications. We're getting um, advanced degrees, all of this stuff. That's so great. And that's so, so awesome. So it's like that's another thing we could be doing, learning about things on the side. So mm-hmm. just Using those times, understanding that I wrote on my board today that every day or even every moment counts mm-hmm. for something. So in in those few moments, if it say you spend three hours a day on social media and you remove that. Let's say you remove it let's say you remove two hours from that. What could you have what could you now do with those two extra mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. across a whole week mm-hmm. or those two extra hours across a whole month or even a whole year? You could have learned another language. You could have mm-hmm. learned how to invest. You could read more books. You could invest in your health. Yeah. There's so much things that we want to do, but we don't we don't value them so much so that we would force them into our lives and make it a discipline and make it a habit. So that's what I mean when I'm talking mm-hmm. about not reaching our purpose or our full potential. It's just that that gap of extra time that we've wasted across our lifetime, that could have been then used for so much greater purpose or so much greater things that could help us you know we prolong our life prepare our legacy for our children you know do bigger ministry do more uh make more money whatever it is that gap of extra time could have been used that doesn't mean it rid it all together because mm-hmm. we need entertainment we need breaks we need to check on people mm-hmm. we need to connect um professionally or whatever use it for those purposes but again just getting trying to get past the mindless use of it and begin to put purpose like why am i on this platform right now back into it i was gonna say kind of like it's kind of like i've heard like somebody or a quote or somebody say like you spend all day you work nine to five Mm -hmm. and then it's like and then you come home someone said like you should spend the rest of those like hours after you get off your job working for somebody to like invest and work in yourself Mm -hmm. but then it's like 
But if we work nine to five, scroll on social media, and then comparison starts to kick in or envy starts to kick in, and we see a multimillionaire speaking on the, you can do this, hey, you, get up, you know, make a million dollars, do it. And you just like, man, you see him in a, or you see people posting Porsche, new car, Benz, Bentley, yeah. And you're over here like, man, it's not fair. I work nine to five and I don't get a, you know, and then you see people and it's all, it it sets a trigger within self because now I'm comparing myself and I'm not content or even grateful for where I'm at, you know? And so I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, Billy and Dwayne, Dwayne's posting his Audi, you know? And then it's like, (laughs) but I could take that time to get all the social media and do something for myself or start my own, like, you know, try to, you know, project and start playing a business or ideas for side income, you know, yeah, yeah. but we spend it and come home and spend from five to nine and be like, where is the time gone? You yeah, know, and it is like, duh, boy, you was on social media. So that's just, just like another example. I think another thing that I like that you talked about in the article was like being able to enjoy the moment mm-hmm. and you don't have to put every single itty bitty thing on Facebook. Like my mom, she is, she doesn't have any social media and like she shares social media with my father. Like how, I don't get how that's possible, but <laughs> like, uh, I think the only thing that they share is the profile pic, but it's like, um, it's kind of like with that she she cannot stand it when because she would see how being a leader in the church and how stuff would pop off on social media and then because it was popping off on social media when we got to church on Sunday issues was arising amongst the brothers and sisters in Christ and she was like why everybody like why she mad at so and so and so and so mad at it because everybody was popping off on Facebook or putting their business out on Facebook and she makes jokes all the time she'd be like <laughs> she'd be like People be posting, just turn my head, just looked out the window, <laughs> and spit. <laughs> just like, and uh, she had me dead weak, but it's so true. Like, yeah. some people, they literally, and like, even when you go on Facebook, the first thing that you see is, what's on your mind? Yeah. Like, and it's like, it's put people in the mindset of always, um, wanting to get their opinion out, what their voice out. And then a lot of times, too, sometimes people vent on Facebook and, because you've done it as a status, mm-hmm. you've given, the, you've opened it up for a response, mm-hmm. even if you didn't want a response. Yeah. And so now you have people responding to it and they not may not fully understand what you're trying to say in that status. Mm-hmm. And so now you popping off with the person yeah. because they really don't understand what you're trying to say in the status. And they don't. And it's just it's just this big old, big old hot mess that you got going on on social media. And I just uh, I think that that was just like a really. For me, I know that was something for me, uh, a really hard concept to learn. And so I wanted to ask you, what do you think was the hardest concept for you when you were like um, trying to break away from social media or in the seven months I were writing an article? What was the hardest concept to get from trying to like, with all the social media breaking? <laughs> um, I'll answer that question a little differently. I'll say like, what was the hardest? I think the hardest change it probably had to do with me and my my wife together how we go about social media i think from a, a personality standpoint we're different we have different personalities mm-hmm. so we go about life in a different way so when i would be sharing with her like some of the deeper things that were going on under the surface with me just with the whole journey um you know sometimes we weren't always on the same page and i talk about it a little bit in the post that um you know i would explain to her and this is like i just couldn't understand how she couldn't understand me and she couldn't understand how i couldn't understand where she was coming from so to your point about uh, living in the moment that was one of the big things 
like, you know, I'm on this fast and I want to be encouraged to not, you know, be on social media. And she's over here. She's posting every little thing or telling me like, hey, I'm going to post this. I'm like, yo, Karina, can we just not post that we just made spaghetti? Like, I don't, <laughs> think, that we, I don't, I don't think that spaghetti is even... <laughs> it's good. Like, it tastes good, but it's like, yo, it's not even something important. <laughs> so that always was a conflict, just trying to live and navigate life. It's like if I'm a vegan and she just a meat eater, mm-hmm. and all she do is want to eat a steak, and I'm like, yo, I just want a salad with some... Mm-hmm. With some quinoa or something, and you over here eating that that that's that flesh or whatever. <laughs> so that's how it felt. I felt that tension between us sometimes. Like, yo, you're always on social media, and I'm never on social media mm-hmm. during this fast. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, can we just get to a place of having a mutual understanding and being able to respect each other, and then you know going about it in a healthy way as a family. And I thank God that we did. Like, we had our conversations and we kind of hammered it out or hashed it out together. Mm-hmm. And she began to understand. Not that I was... She understood. I think initially she took it like, yo, you just hate social media and what's wrong with you and blah, blah, blah. But when we finally talked and, you know, she understood, she was like, yo, it's not that you hate social media. As a matter of fact, you keep sharing with me all the plans that you have for social media after you get back on. So that doesn't that shows that you don't hate for social media. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of the things that talk in the post that you dislike. You hate how we don't have control. You hate how, you know, it kind of we're just on it mindlessly. You just want to help correct some of those things, help build awareness so that people can then use it as a as a stronger platform. So that was the hardest thing just going through going back and forth with her. Um but you know, that's why God puts two people together. It's like, it's not for to be contentious. It's not to be antagonistic. It's for you to come together as a team and work better as a whole. So I feel like her perspective helped me further understand what I then wanted to do with, with social media. So that was the hardest thing, but okay. I'm thankful for it because now I have a plan and a strategy for social media and I actually implement that plan and strategy and it, and it, uh, it, it's definitely, it's definitely going well. Okay. Um, last question. <clears throat> Um, so for the person who's listened to this podcast, what would be like your last like um, nugget or giveaway to that person who's um, maybe thinking about going on a break or, you know, trying to figure out how to just go about, you know, getting con- getting that control back, yeah. being the master, you know, I guess uh, I don't remember the line, but I'm going to just say the master of their own fate when it comes to um, social media. Yeah. Um, I would say do like a little litmus test and just ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? And I know that sounds so childish and so like I'm grown. I'm like I'm a, I'm mm-hmm. I'm an adult. Why do I need to ask myself why I can just do what I want? But really, just ask yourself why. Like at this moment, why am I doing this or why am I going about this the way? And it always it's always pretty revealing. Like I asked myself that even before we just. Um, we started started the podcast because I had went on real quick and I saw that this person had a baby and I was like, that's cool. And I said, hold up, why am I on right now? And it's not something I do all the time, but I was like, you know, I shouldn't, that's a waste. So then I shifted and I said, like, there's something else I want to do. I actually wanted earlier this morning to look at this Shema thing because I want to buy it and put it in our house so that I can constantly look <laughs> at it and my, you know, my wife and we can look at it and we can talk about it because it shows how we can raise our son and all this stuff. So I took that moment and that question, that pivoted what I was doing. I was about to waste time, and mm-hmm. it pivoted it, and it actually turned to something that was valuable. So I would tell them to ask themselves why. So a part of that now, that why, what happened after, for me, is you know now I go about social media. To give them an example, I go about social media in a way where like I, I wrote that blog after I got back 
on social media so that I can post it to encourage somebody. That was my why. You know, I post about, I'm very interested in financial literacy and people learning about their finances. So I wrote a blog post about, you know, eight simple ways to earn money or, or something like that so that people, and I posted it on social media. I mm-hmm. use it as an advertising tool so that people can then get access to this information. I posted me and my wife at Buffalo Wild Wings because we got a free meal and I linked that back to the blog so people can realize, yo, they are out getting free food, but he had a purpose for posting this. Now let me go to his blog and actually learn something. Mm-hmm. So I want to be a, almost like a content producer or, or do things like that. But then also knowing like I'm married and I'm, I'm, we have a child and not a lot of people at this age are and they may want to learn, they want to learn about it. So my wife and I talked about, you know, what can we do to encourage people? So she, now when she posts, we always know that she has a purpose. So she posts something about us being out or walking our dog or whatever. It's not just a post. Mm-hmm. We both have the mindset that this is to help encourage people. Like, yo, we're Christians. We have a life. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how you being young and married can work. So yeah. everything we post now, mostly everything we post, it has a purpose behind it because we're as much as t- marketing is targeted, but we don't really know it is, all of me and my wife's posts are not targeted, but everybody doesn't necessarily know it is. So mm-hmm. we know what we're doing, and I would tell that person, you know, just know what you're doing, know why you're doing it, and then also have control over it and don't be controlled by anything. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you let us know where they can find you, your blog, your social media stuff? Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I hate social media, so I can't. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just, I'm just joking. Um, you can find me Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. They're all they all should be Dante P Myers. Um, if it's not Dante P Myers, it's Dante Paul Myers. Um, my my blog is DantePaulMyers.com. I'm actually gonna change that soon, so it may if I don't if you look at it after this and it's already changed, it's probably gonna be DantePMyers.blog. So it's gonna be either one of those two. Um, yeah, I mean you can reach out to me on there. And if you're interested in going on the, the leaving social media for a, a period of time, and again, I don't advocate just just being done with it because, again, I think mm-hmm. it's a powerful tool. But if you do want to help to rewire or you want to go through like a cleanse or whatever, reach out to me and I can give you some tools and some strategies. I can encourage you. I can go along with you in the journey so that you're not doing it alone. People people texted me after they read the blog saying, dude, I'm, I'm about to get off or um, I'm about to stay off because that encouraged them to know that it was possible. So, yeah, yeah you can reach out to me. And we can talk and we can uh, go on this journey. And also, like, if you don't agree with me, I'm okay with that, too. So if you want to just talk it through and just you want to argue or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you want to just talk, I'm down for that as well because I like intelligent dialogue. I like going back and forth. I don't think that I'm the authority or I'm the uh, I'm in the right with this. It's something I'm learning and I'm journeying, I'm going through. So if you just want to talk about how much you disagree with me, let's do that, too. <laughs> I think that that's a, a great avenue to do that. So, yeah, hit me up and... Thanks for the opportunity, Lawrence and everyone. All right, thank you, Don, Doctor Dante Paul Myers, for joining us today. Um, it's been a great pleasure. Learned some great nuggets, uh, guys. Don't forget to check out many of the other podcasts that we have: season one, season two, the Sunday specials. Don't forget to like, um, comment, um, follow, follow us on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, but. This has been another A Seat at the Table podcast with your boy Lawrence Green. I'm here with my co-hosts, Brooke Majors, Dwayne Sampson, and Michelle Nemo. And we're out. Peace.